kind of dissect your sales script um, and see like what what's going wrong. Is it is it the analyzing the deals? Like maybe you are getting deals, but you don't know, right? Is is that the reason why you're not getting deals? Is because you are finding them, but you don't know their deals, right? So this easiest solution to that is find somebody that. You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria, widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azreia.org. Hello, what's up? What's up? What's up? We love equity real estate family. How are you guys doing today? On today, hopefully you guys are ready to take some notes and really dig into real estate wholesaling on today. As you all know, this is one of my favorite niches that I like to find deals and like to source deals. And then we then use those deals for either rentals, short-term rentals, or, you know, fix and flips. So today we have Alec Shaw who hails from out of South Florida, but he's doing deals all across the Sunshine State. And we're going to be talking about, you know, real estate wholesaling, some of the deals he's done, some good deals, some bad deals, some of the marketing he's doing. So without further delay, man, Alec, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Yeah, I appreciate you having me. I'm excited. Thank you. All right, man. So kind of give us the backstory. How did you get started? Sure. So I graduated college. I'll go few years back, I graduated college in 2019 with a marketing degree. And I knew about real estate a little bit, but I didn't really know anything. And then from there in 2019, I, I really like sports. I'm a big sports guy. I'm actually wearing a Dolphins hat too. Okay. <laughs> um, but I, I ended up working in sports, which is what I really wanted to do. So I was like working out of a sports stadium. I was working for a major league baseball team in South Florida. And like I, my office was literally the stadium. It was, it was cool. Um, and I would sell wow. season tickets. I would sell luxury seating. It wasn't the highest paying job, but it was like a really cool job, you know? Okay. Um, so I was doing that and I did that from 20, from like summer 2019 to the beginning of 2020. And then if, if anybody remembers what happened in COVID um, in 2020, the sports world shut down. So I went from like having this job that like I really wanted in college to, you know, having no job because there's no more sports and there's right. you know there's no more sports there's nothing to sell so um i had no i had no job anymore because the first people that go is the sales people you know like what do you what are we going to sell so 2020 i was you know part of you know a lot of other people that were unemployed in like mid 2020 i was trying to like figure out what i wanted to do i was living in miami at the time and i didn't have a job i was actually on unemployment for a little bit and I couldn't afford rent in Miami. So I ended up moving back in with my mom in, you know, Coral Springs, South Florida. And 
ended up like, you know, kind of stumbling upon like wholesaling and, you know, real estate. I'm like, you know what, like I can either, I was applying for jobs too. I wasn't getting anything. So I was like, man, I can either, you know, try to get, try to do this wholesaling stuff. And I was, I was already doing sales. I could try to do this or keep looking for jobs. And I'm like, you know what, like my expenses were low. I was living with my mom. So I'm like, just after I just said F it. And I just like started looking into wholesaling and spent a couple months like studying it. And then September, 2020 is when I started. So September, October, 2020. So I'm about two and a half years, almost three years okay. in. And that's when I started wholesaling. And um, I started by doing what I was already doing, which was cold calling. So just started okay. hitting the phones, you know, drive for dollars, pulling the list, cold calling it. Um, and I was doing that all out of my mom's small, you know, two, two condo. So okay. that's kind of like the, uh, the backstory of, you know, the rags to riches, I guess. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I mean, that's perfect because yeah, not too long in into wholesaling so you can you can talk from a newer perspective but yet you've done quite a few transactions so you you have that experience so going into it you know you were at home with mom you're trying to get back on your feet you ran across wholesaling you are already familiar with cold calling so for you all that's listening you have to do some marketing you have to get out of that comfort zone you have to be willing to talk to sellers and even if you don't know what to say you know, you listen to these podcasts, and people will tell you exactly what to say. So kind of doing that, uh, Alec, you didn't know anything about real estate investing. You didn't know anything. You studied a little bit. So how did that first conversation go? Because I know sometimes people get a little jittery and get a little scared on that first conversation. How did that go? Yeah. I, I mean, we still get scared a little bit sometimes, <laughs> but um, I mean, I just really stumbled my way through. I mean, I still remember like looking back. Um, I remember cold calling somebody. It was like a driver. He's like, well, what happens if you give me like a cash offer and I have my mortgage? And then like, I was like, man, like, what is a mortgage again? <laughs> oh, like, wow. Okay. <laughs> like I was so green. Um, so I was like calling my dad. I'm like, yo, what, what is this? What is this? You know, um, just like trying to like, figure out what these like terms were. So um, it was really just like the, the definition of just like stumbling my way through. But um, I mean, like I watched a lot of like Brent Daniels and like other guys like cold calling. So um, I think that's a really good way of like learning is just watching other people cold call. Okay. Um, there's tons of content on YouTube with people doing that. I even post content that, but it's just like, Hey, you know, my name's Alec, just super casual. I didn't have any like salesy script, very like mm-hmm. straight to the point kind of guy. Like I'm not like, I, I mean, I could get into the, the like, script part, but like my biggest pet peeve with cold calling is when people waste time, because I feel like those first five seconds is the most valuable seconds. You know, it's like you're buying every second you can when you're cold calling, especially when I get cold calls. I'm like, I'm just waiting for the second to hang up, you know? Yeah. So it's like you're yeah. buying every second, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to get as many seconds as you can. So it's like when you ask somebody, you know, and you're like, Hey, Marcus, how are you? It's like, you just wasted three seconds. And then yeah. now you're like, fine. Like, who is this? So you're like, you're just this? wasting time. Exactly. So it's like, hey, Marcus, my name is Alec. I drove by your property. Just wanted to see if you ever considered selling it. You know, you instead go. of Marcus, my name is Alec. How are you? Fine. Okay. Well, my name is Alec. I am with Blink, Blink, Blink Investment Companies, LLC. Um, we are buying in the area. It's just, I'm hanging up. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's a waste of time. So it's like, you just get straight to the point. Like, how are you? I feel like it's the worst question in sales. Um, that was one thing I learned selling season tickets is like, um, they, they always trained us not to say that. So it's just like, don't 
waste time with those like words like, hey, my name is Alec. Hey, Marcus, my name is Alec. I drove by your property. Just want to see if you considered selling it. And then just trying to find out, you know, everybody talks about like the four pillars. So it's like trying yeah. to find out condition. Okay. And then just remind me, like, what is the condition of the house? Like when was the last time we upgraded the kitchen bathroom? You know, motivation. Oh, it sounds like a nice place. Like, why are you even looking to sell it? Timeline. You know, hey, just out of curiosity, I mean, like, let's say we did give you an offer that made sense. Like, when would you even be looking to sell it? And then price is like, okay, I mean, did you have like a price in mind? Like what, what we would have to like come up to? Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's not rocket science. I mean, a lot of people think, you know, they try and they try and think through the whole conversation, just in the conversation, you know what you're calling for, you know? So you yeah. just jump on, like you said, Alec, Hey, my name is Marcus. I'm calling about your property at 123 Main Street. You know what? I was in the area. We're buying in the area. Just considering if you are interested in selling, that's your opening yeah. line. That's your opening pitch. You know, don't try and people try and say, Hey, you know what? Try and make a friend, try and make a buddy. No, this is a transaction. You know, you want to yeah. get that core information first and then you can chat and make the, all of the small talk after you have the core information. And then you can, you yeah. know, give them a call back, make the pitch, make the offer or whatever. So you guys that's listening. Um, you know, listen to Alec, you know, go directly into what you're trying to accomplish. Don't worry about the small talk and building a whole lot of rapport because yes, building rapport is, is important when you're in person, but when you're over the phone, all of that rapport building is really not as necessary as if you're in person. So save the rapport yeah. building for, for in person. Okay. So yeah, and just. Go ahead. Yeah, just to add on to like rapport, just because it's fresh in my mind, I think a lot of people confuse what a rapport really is. Because if you cold call and, you know, you've cold called millions of people, I'm sure, you know, if, if you cold called and you're listening to this, then you then you can probably relate to this. Man, some of these people, especially like the older sellers, they just like to talk, yeah. you know, and a lot of these, a lot of people I've noticed are like, I had a 40 minute conversation and I did this too. I remember my first time doing this, I had a 40 minute conversation with the guy. And I'm like, man, we have so much rapport. He's definitely going to sell me his house. Oh my God, a week later, he doesn't even remember who I am, yep. you know? Yep. So it's just like a lot of people like don't know what rapport is. And they think, oh, I had a long conversation with this guy. He, we have rapport. It's like, no, you just had a long conversation with this guy. He's going to forget you, you know? Mm -hmm. Like they don't know what true rapport is. So, I mean, and, and, and that just comes down to like being aware of the calls, right? You, you don't want to stay on these calls too long. You know, you stay on a call for 40 minutes, building rapport. You could have made two more calls in that period, three more calls exactly. in that period. Yeah. And so, that's one of the like things. Of, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, that's one of the things that I tell people is, you know, you want to get on that call and you want to find out that, that information and you want to end that call as quickly as possible. That way you can move yeah. to, the next, to the next conversation because there's only so much key information you want to know the condition, you want to know the reason why they're interested in selling. You want to try and find out a baseline of what kind of price they're looking to get for the property. And that's primarily it, you know, outside of the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, stuff like that. So it's really only four or five key questions that you really need to ask in order to keep that door and that, that communication going and get that core information. So you're, you're absolutely right, Alec. You don't have to have a 40 minute conversation because you're just wasting time. Yeah. And you're not building a report. You're just listening to them rant. Yeah. 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 So, so share with us, man. Um, how long did it take you to get that, to get that first deal? Cause I know a lot of people that say, Hey, you know, what? it took me one month. It took me 10 months. It took me two years, some people four years. 
how long did it take you to get that first deal and what what did yeah. it look like? Yeah, so the first thing, and I, I, I like I always like to start off by saying this um, because like this is how I, I really feel. Um, regarding like the length of time to get your first deal, I always think that the people where it takes a longer amount of time to get that first deal, to buy that first house, have an advantage over the people that they get it right away. And that's just because you're building these fundamentals, you're getting these disciplines with, you know, your endurance, with your motivation, with your discipline to, you know, keep going when you don't have that first deal, where the person that calls in their seventh cold call, they get a deal and they make money. Like now they think that's how it works. That's how it works. And the person that takes three months, four months, six months, nine months, a year, two years, you know, whatever, you know, that person, like they've been, they've been grinding, you know, maybe they're not full Mm -hmm. time. That's why it took them longer. Maybe they're working. Maybe they have kids. I don't know. But like that person has these disciplines to stay at it for that long. That that person's going to have an advantage in the long run. Um, and that's how I feel. So um, into how long it took me. So I started, I did my first cold call. I drove for dollars in September 2020. Did my first cold call October 2020. And I got my first deal under contract in um, probably November, December. So about a month or two, two months in-ish, I got my first deal. Um, I ended up not knowing what I was doing and I didn't want to work with anybody. I thought I could figure it out on my own. So I ended up canceling that deal. And the person after me ended up getting it and selling it. And I saw like, like double close it. I saw the transactions. They made like 40,000 on it. So I canceled that deal, which was a really good deal. Um, So I, yeah, my first deal, I ended up canceling, uh, which is funny how that works. My first closed deal. So so wait, 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 let's Let's talk about yeah. that that first that first deal that that mistake. So yeah, and this is one of the things that I always tell people is it's always good to work with somebody on that first deal. You know, if you don't have a mentor, even if it's somebody that you know that's in your area that you're following that's doing wholesaling or whatever, I am partner with them. Bring that deal to them and say, you know what, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I think I got a deal here. You know what? I'd rather partner with you so we can get the deal closed so I can learn a transaction versus trying to get 100% fumble the deal and lose it. And like in your case, you lose out on 40 grand. Yeah. And, and see how much the other person made. But, you know, that, that got me going, though. You know, that just motivated me more. So, yeah, I agree 100%. You know, find a mentor, find somebody. Um, even better, find a local mentor or even better, find just a guy that's not a mentor, but just doing a lot of deals, you know, yeah. um, and they'll, they'll help you out. You know, you make the best way to provide value isn't by taking somebody out to coffee. You know, it's not taking somebody out to lunch. It's by helping them make money, right? Yep. Bring an opportunity. Deal, like I'll walk you through it. Yeah. Yep. Bring an opportunity. Yeah. That's one of the things that me and my partner always say, because we, we run a, we run a group and everybody always says, you know, hey, you know, can I take you out to lunch? Can I? No, I don't need you to take me out to lunch. I can afford my own lunch. What you can do in order to help um, is bring a deal, bring an opportunity to the table. Even if you don't know if it's a deal or not, just bring the opportunity to the table and we'll walk you through, hey, if it's a deal, this is the reason why it's a deal. If it's not a deal, this is the reason why it's not a deal. And we do this with people all across the country. And Nine times out of 10, the majority of them, they thank us for that because now it's, it's a real life case study versus a bunch of hypotheticals. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. And I agree. Like I can afford my own coffee, you know, yeah. <laughs> bring me a deal. Let's make some money. So yep. 
Yeah. yeah. So my first deal, I didn't, you know, work with anybody. Second deal, I learned my lesson. So I got that deal under contract in January and I tried to sell it. I couldn't sell it. I actually networked with somebody down here and they brought the buyer and we closed that in January. So it took me about three months to close my first deal. And that was a $5,000 assignment. He brought the buyer, we 50, 50 it. So my first deal in January, 2021, I made $2,500. And then, you know, next Whoop. month was another deal and month after that, another deal. So like the ball, the ball got rolling, you know, yep. I built the pipeline. They say like the, you know, three month pipeline, it's like the 90 day rule, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, whatever you do today, whatever cold calls, whatever calls you're making today will impact your money in 90 days, right? Wow. It's like the average follow-up is three months. So wait, um, wait, wait, say that again. I like the average follow-up is how long? Three months, especially in my business. And that's like the okay. universal sales rule. But it's so weird how it's like so true because I could show you like my like all my closed deals and like the average is like three, four, yep. three, like three and a half months, I would say, of like from lead contact to close is about three months. Sometimes right. it's a week. Sometimes and it's I, a year. Yep. And I can agree with you on that. And the reason why I wanted you to reiterate that is because some people believe that it's instantaneous. I talk to yeah. the seller. They're motivated. They want to sell. I got the contract. And boom, seven days later or 14 days later, we're at the closing table. No, the fruit is in the follow-up. I'm sure if you guys have been listening long enough, you understand that you have to follow up. We follow up with people for years and end up getting a deal. You know, some of them come, come quick. A lot of time, like Alex said, it's all in the follow-up. You have to follow up three months, four months, six months, eight months. And then eventually they'll call you and say, hey, you know what? think I'm ready. Yeah, exactly. And that's when you have report, they call you and say that and you have, then that's when you know you have reports too. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. So Alec, all right. So what happened, you know, you, you start picking up this thing, you're doing a cold call and you're getting these deals and everything like that. What was next after that? So after I closed about three deals and, you know, made a decent amount of money, I hired my first virtual assistant. So I hired my first virtual assistant in March, 2021. She's still with me. So we've been together over two years now. And then, you know, she started doing the cold calling. That was the last time I cold called it. <laughs> okay. like yeah, I'm like, all right, I don't have to do this anymore. Um, I mean, I still cold call like realtors and stuff like on yep. market deals, but that's, it's different. Um, but yeah, so I got her and then, you know, the ball just started rolling. So that first year, um, I, you know, it, it's a little deceiving to say like the amount of deals I did in the first year, because a lot of that was JV. It's like even going into mm -hmm. like fifth, sixth, seventh deal, like I would still JV with people even now, like maybe I'm, you know, let's say 40, 50 deals deep. I'm still JVing with people, you know, like I'm Likewise. always JVing. Yeah. Like I, I like you bring the buyer. Like I don't, I I'm like, I'm good at dispo, but like, I don't enjoy dispo at mm -hmm. all. Um, so. And, and the reason why we, the reason why we still JV with people is because we go into all of these different markets and these, and these sub markets. And sometimes once, once you go into those markets, you don't want to spend time to go and build a buyer's list. You want to focus on building, you know, your pipeline. So you say, all right, we're going to focus on building that pipeline. We're going to find, you know, the people that's in this market that's already wholesaling, doing deals. And we'll just say, hey, look, this is a deal that we got. See if you can move it. We'll JV, we'll split it. One of, like I was telling you, um, like we're, we're doing deals and one of my partners is in, in Florida. 
never met. We always talk over the phone, everything like that. And we get a deal, send it to him. He dispo it and we move on to the next deal. So JVN, guys, is not just because you don't know, but JVN is just another resource, another tool that you use, you know, to keep getting more deals done. Yeah, because it's like, it's like, a, it's like you get your first deal and then, and then, you, and, and I'm sure you experience this and, you know, you've seen a lot of people experience this. It's like you get your first deal and now your attention span went from, you know, maybe a lead manager to, or like acquisition manager to disposition manager, you know, let's yep. say your one man business. And now you're not bringing in as many leads. You're not cold calling. You're not doing follow-ups because you're trying to dispo it. So yeah, I mean, leverage other people. That's the best tool in business is leveraging other people and what they're good at. Um, yep. Yep. So, so what would you tell Alex? What, what would you tell a person that's just now getting started? And normally I ask this question towards the end, but I want to ask it now, what would you tell a person that's just getting started, what can they expect going into real estate wholesaling or the real estate industry as a whole? Yeah, I mean, I my, my go-to advice is, you know, maybe it's a little bit more surface level, but it's just like stay consistent. You know, you just see, I hit, like, I still remember being at a meetup probably a few months ago and like I was talking to just some, you know, some girl that was there and she's like, yeah, I've been like cold calling and stuff. And like, I'm not getting my first deal. Like, what am I doing wrong? Like I call, I pull these lists and I call it and I'm like, okay, I mean, how long have you been doing it? And she goes two weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what's you just get weeks is up. a very short time. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it, I mean, it, it comes with like a, you know, instant gratification where we have like TikTok and all these social media. So we get instant gratification. We, you know, let's say we, you know, on top of TikTok and Instagram and stuff, but we see all these videos. Hey, this is how I flip this house to make this money in 30 yeah. days. You know, like that's like the go-to catchphrase. And like, I've done those videos before and like, I don't enjoy them, you know, cause it, mm -hmm. it feels salesy. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think the problem is a lot of people expect like instant gratification when that's not how it works. And even if you, let's say, let's say you're one of these lucky people that seventh cold call, you get the deal right? Mm -hmm. It's still going to take 30 days to close. You know yeah. what I mean? The, yeah. like, you're not getting that money instantly. So don't, don't go into this expecting, Hey, I'm going to start cold calling within a month. I'll make $10,000, 20,000, whatever, 5,000, yeah. whatever. Like you're going to have to put the work into it, you know, stay consistent with it. But this weird old consistency works, right? Where like one day you, you're looking, you're like, man, like nothing's happening. Like nothing's working three months, like, like me, for example, um, back in December, I'm like, man, I've been doing real estate for over two years. I don't own any property. Like what's yeah. going, why, why don't I have any Airbnbs? And then, you know, three months later, I'm sitting in my Airbnb right now. You know what I mean? So like, it's just, it's just weird. Like you look back and you're like, man, like I just stay consistent. Things just happen. You know what yeah. I mean? It just like things just kind of like happen like it's just god or just like the universe but if you stay consistent with it you'll look back years down the line and you'll see like dang like i did 15 deals my first year i did 20 deals that year like i made this amount of money like mm -hmm. i just I remember when i first started and like nothing was working like what what changed which is like you just stayed consistent with it yep. and most people don't so if you can stay consistent three months, you know, you're already beating out most of the people that quit in their first two weeks. And like that girl that I was talking about, she, she texts me every once in a while and like, she's still hunting her first deal, but like, you know, 
she hasn't been staying consistent because she has this like instant gratification where, you know, two weeks in, she didn't get her first deal. And now she's like trying to figure out like other things to do. She's like, Hey, should I call realtor? Should I do this? Should I do this? Yeah. And if she just yeah. stuck with cold calling, she probably would have got that deal. But like, I guess that that's like part two of what I was saying is like, just pick one Avenue mm -hmm. and just stick with the Avenue. So, you know, if you want, if, if you want to do cold calling, just do cold calling and stay consistent with that. If you want to do texting, just do texting and stay consistent with that. Don't jump around the too many things, but yeah, I mean, consistency and just picking one Avenue and staying consistent with that is, is really the best advice I could give. And you know what? I'll, I'll add a third in there. So you said consistency. And basically, number two is focus. I would say number three is create that budget. You know, create that budget in the beginning because a lot of people, they go in and they figure, hey, you know what? I got $1,000. I'm going to get this business started out with $1,000. I always tell people, have a budget, you know, at least for, you know, three to six months down the road. If you got $1,000 and you say, okay, well, I'm going to spend $200 for the next six months or $200 for the next five months. Cause that help you with that consistency. If you drop that whole thousand dollars in there, then once you spend that money, you're out of the game, you know? So try and first guys, listen, guys, gals, listen, try and first build up a war chest, you know, not too many people start a business with absolutely zero. So build up a war chest, you know, if it's $5,000, $10,000, something to start setting some money to a side, to the side. That way, when you do get out there and you start doing it, you can be one, focused, two, consistent, you know, and three, then you'll start closing deals because now you have that track record of being consistent. So, okay, Alec, man, like man. On your day, people talking about that again. Yeah, yeah. You, you, that, that's very key. That's one of the things that we teach our students is, you know, always, always go into this with the budget, knowing exactly how much you can commit because that's one of the things that people do is they jump in and they're excited, they're gun ho you know, and they got $5,000 to get started out with and they just dump all of that $5,000 in immediately, you know, build yeah. it out, CRMs and everything like that. And all of that stuff is important, but it's not important in the beginning, you know? So again, like Alex said, consistency to focus. And I will add that third, you know, create that budget. Yeah, I like that. So Alec, you, you, you can't, you had an epiphany, right? Um, you said, you know what? I'm wholesaling, I'm moving deals, but I don't own anything. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a brief break here. We're from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about why you had that epiphany to start, you know, buying and holding versus just wholesaling everything. Finding real estate deals can be a challenge. But with Batch Leads, it doesn't have to be. Batch Leads has created a one-stop solution for all your real estate needs. So you can find more sellers, close more deals, and maximize revenue. Batch Leads offers a comprehensive suite of lead-generating tools that cover text messaging, skip tracing, finding comps, and much more. Batch Leads help you simplify, manage, and organize all your data in one place. Batch will help you stack your lists and identify properties that appear on multiple lists and have multiple distress indicators. These sellers are likely to be highly motivated and eager to sell. Get the most powerful and complete lead generation platform in the industry. Locate sellers, buyers, and lenders nationwide in seconds. Go to batchlead.io and use promo code WELOVEEQUITY. 
Are you tired of seeing others becoming successful real estate investors and you just don't know where to start? You see all the Instagram posts of others being successful. You see the Facebook ads guaranteeing instant success. You look at tons of YouTube videos and you even attend seminars just to be tricked into 10, 20, or even $30,000 courses. Well, with the Deal Finders Club, my husband is here to change things for you. Have you said to yourself, I'm deadly afraid to talk to sellers and I have no confidence. I don't know where to find motivated sellers. I don't know where to get a contract from. I don't know how much to offer the seller, let alone where I'm going to get the money from to close the deal. Well, in the Deal Finders Club, Marcus and his partner, Mike, are going to show you how to overcome all those challenges and more. Find out how by going to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. We'll see you inside. All right, guys, we are back with Alex Shaw, who hails out of South Florida, and he's a wholesaler. But he started wholesaling, and now he had the epiphany of, I need to hold some of these deals that I'm coming across. So, Alex, tell us about that, man. Why did you, why did you start thinking that? Yeah, so I think I was a wholesaler. I don't think I'm a wholesaler anymore. But okay. Here, here's my thing with wholesaling. It's like, I recently had this epiphany as well, where it's like, what is a wholesaler? right like what is wholesaling you know like is wholesaling a side hustle like kind of but not really like wholesaling is just an exit strategy you know it's just an it's just one of the many exit strategies in real estate so like what are the main exit strategies well there's you know let's say there's three main exit strategies like buy and hold which is like umbrellas and like airbnbs whatever rentals and then you know flipping so like you buy it you flip it you sell it and then wholesaling like i think those are the three main exit strategies and then there's like branches but wholesaling is just an exit strategy in real estate. And it just happens to be in real estate, but it's marketing and sales in the real estate industry. So I think people box themselves into wholesaling too much. And like, I'm a wholesaler, I'm a wholesaler. It's like, oh, you know, like you don't have to be just that, you know, so, um, if that makes sense. So but, no, so true. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. So, and I boxed myself into that too long for too long. It's funny because um, I... I would, it's back, back at the end of the year, 2022, I was looking through all my deals, like from my first year, my second year, I was looking through all my deals. And then like, I, I, I look back, like I used to wholesale houses in some of these Fort Lauderdale neighborhoods for 200, 250, man, those same houses are worth 400, 500. Now it's like, you know, if I just like found ways to like raise this money, you know, let's say I made 20,000 on it. So like, I have no regrets because like that money went back into my marketing, went back into my budget. So like, I have no regrets, but like, let's say I found ways to like raise this money to buy these houses. I would have refinanced and maybe you still made the 20,000 on the yeah. refinance. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, that's the wealth building. Right. And that's when I realized that like the end game in real estate isn't flipping because like I wholesale, I wholesale a lot. Like I, I have six deals in escrow right now. I have the deal closing today and like, like I wholesale, but like, I don't enjoy wholesaling. And the thing with wholesaling is one has gotten tougher. Um, 2021, 2022, it, it genuinely was easier. It was, it was, mm -hmm. it maybe wasn't easier to find deals because everybody was complaining about the lack of deals, but it was easier to sell them. You yep, know, buy, absolutely. Buy. I used to sell deals 80, 85% ARV. Those same buyers are buying 65% ARV. So it was easier to sell deals. I would just send it out and it would yep. sometimes sell, you know, hedge funds are buying everything. So like that, that's one thing, but also like, man, like I have a deal right now that I'm doing and like buyers are just 
calling the sellers and just trying to go behind my back. And it's just getting like very like it's just getting very hairy, you know, and I don't enjoy that. Like, I don't enjoy all this drama. It's now related to it. I also don't enjoy, you know, only being as good as my last deal. Right. Like I Mm -hmm. close all deals. It's like, oh, on my board, I have no active deals, you know, so it's like, oh, man, we got we got work. So it's the, the end game is is cash flow. Right. Yep. That's the game is cash flow. And that's what I'm working on building now is cash flow. So this Airbnb is gonna bring me cash flow. All these rentals that I'm hopefully gonna buy this year are gonna bring me cash flow. And that's really what real estate's about is building wealth and building cash flow. Like wholesaling is great. You make you make good money, but it's, it's just transactional. Like super intense. Yeah, it's it's transactional. And that's what I tell yeah. them. That's that's I had the epiphany later in life. So I wholesale, wholesale, wholesale for numerous years, you know, and normally every wholesaler go through that phase and they look back and they look at the deals that they, that they wholesaled and they're like, man, if I would have just held on to that, if I would have just kept it, if I would have just, I'm thinking of one right now that always come, come to picture yeah. where there's always I, that one. There's yeah, that I, one. yeah. I made $70,000 on, but the property was in pristine condition. I could have just held that property and that property now is worth $300,000 and I sold it for like a buck 20. Man. So. And you would have made that on the refinance too. I would have made it Maybe on less, refinance. But you made, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would have made it on, on the, the rental, the passive yeah. income. And I didn't have to put a dollar into it. Yeah. That was the thing, you know? So I did it. I did raise the money. I took the property down. And then I basically hoteled it, took the property down, did a light little spruce up, clean up, mm-hmm. put it back on the market. But if I would have held that property, again, now that property is worth 300000 plus. So every wholesaler end up having that epiphany saying, you know what, this wholesaling is a grind. It's transactional. I'm always running. Like you said, Alec, you know, you're no, no good, no better than your last deal. You know, so people will will come to the realization of, you know what? I need passive income because what will eventually happen is the passive income from your rentals will start feeding your marketing for your wholesaling. Then your wholesaling will bring more deals into the funnel for you to cherry pick and choose. Okay, what do I want to keep? What do I want to wholesale? So um, it all works in the cycle. And also when people get into real estate, they're not getting into real estate just to be transactional, they're getting into real estate so they can build wealth. And the only way you can build wealth is by holding assets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I agree. Um, I'm glad you came to that realization, you know, two years in versus like me, I didn't come to that realization until like eight years in, you know, and yeah. I was just transactional, flipping, 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 wholesaling, flipping. And then I was like, man, you know what? One, I'm getting hit with a large tax bill at the end of the year. You know, and then two, I'm not holding any assets. Yeah. So uh, you guys that's listening out there, you always want to just use, like Alex said, wholesaling is just a marketing and advertisement business, transactional. Use those transactions to then start holding holding some assets. Yeah. And, And just to add on to that, one more point is like, I'll tell you the exact person that I don't want to be and like, is, is the wholesaler that's still a wholesaler in five, eight years. You know, it's like, I, I kind of like, I don't feel bad for them because I know they're making money, like they're happy, but like, I kind of feel bad for them in a way where like, they're still a full-time wholesaler 
after doing it for five, eight years, I'm like, man, I've been doing this for two and a half years. Like I'm done with this, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm I stuff, but there's still full-time wholesaling like that m- amount of time. And like, maybe they don't even own a property yet. You know, like there's, nope. they're still doing like the same hustle that they've been doing for, for a long time. And there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I, I meet those people all the time. I do deals with those people. And it's like, man, like I just really don't want to be that. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, no, no, I get it. Yeah. You're, you're stuck in a rat race. It's yeah. It, it, it's a up, rat race of real estate. Yeah, yeah. And you gave up one job going, working nine to five every day. If you don't show up, you don't get paid just for, uh, you know, another rat race where, yeah, you got your own time. You can do it at your leisure, but if you don't work, you don't eat. So you just gave up one rat race for the other versus, you know, you just start building those assets. Yeah. So, sounds great. So Alec, man, before we go here, let's start wrapping up, man. Give us some words of encouragement for those people that are starting out, haven't gotten that deal, or maybe they've been doing it, you know, for 10 months, 12 months, a year, and haven't gotten that deal. What's some words of encouragement that you can give them? I know we talked about, you know, being consistent, focus, and having that, being consistent, focus, and having that budget. But what else can you tell them? Yeah, so, I mean, I'll try to do, like, something maybe that's not as, like, just standard motivation advice. You know, stay consistent, like, it'll happen, you know. Um, it's, like, it's like you know, like, kind of, like, dissect what you do, right? If you've been wholesaling for a year and you don't have that deal, like, what have you, like, really been doing? Like, have you been staying consistent with it? Are you making at least, like, an hour, two hours of calls every day? Like, are you making offers, right? Because it just comes down to how many offers are you making? How many people are you talking to? So I think that would be like the first piece of advice. But let's say you have been making offers. Let's say you have been doing this. The next thing that you want to look at is like, how are you on the phone? How are you talking to these people? Like, are you doing, hey, you know, Marcus, how are you today? And then you're getting hung up on like on a lot of your calls, like kind of dissect your sales script and see like what what's going wrong. Is it is it the analyzing the deals? Like maybe you are getting deals, but you don't know. Right. Wow. Is is that the reason why you're not getting deals is because you are finding them, but you don't know their deals. Right. So this easiest solution to that is find somebody that knows if they're a deal or not and JV yeah. with them. Hey, Alec, is this a deal? It's in, you know, this area. Yeah, that looks solid. Let's do it. You know, so like that would be like the first piece of it or the first two. The next one would be, you know, it, let's say you have been doing that, but you're just not getting opportunities. Look at like your data. Look at like, what are you paying for? Maybe you're getting bad data. Maybe you're not getting good data. Are you using a dialer? You know, look at your softwares. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if, if you, if all those are like, you know, solid, then maybe you just want to change your marketing. You know, no. maybe you want to change your marketing. Maybe you want to go more to realtors. I, I think maybe you want to go more to texting instead of whatever you've been doing. Maybe the direct mail hasn't been working. Maybe you want to try something else. And maybe, maybe you want to change markets. And I usually don't tell people to do that because like I said in the beginning, like I say, stay consistent, stay consistent with your marketing. And I say, stay consistent with your market. I was like starting in your local market because it's, you can go to the house, you know, right? like I own this house in Tampa. I live in Fort Lauderdale. It's four or five hours away. It's an inconvenience. Um, but I get a house in Fort Lauderdale. It's 10 minutes away. It's like, it's very convenient. So stay consistent with your market, stay consistent with your marketing. But if it's been a year, if it's been a long period of time and your sales script is good, like you're watching videos, you're educating and nothing's working out then maybe you want to look into marketing changes or market changes. And I don't like to say that, but like, that's the reality is something's going on there. 
Okay. Get a mentor. Maybe they can help you dissect your business. You know, I'm sure you've helped many people do that. Mm-hmm. Um, look into that. There, there's something wrong that's not working because, you know, if you've been staying consistent, like I don't see why you wouldn't at least have gotten a deal or at least a deal under contract or have some, you know, good leads no. in your pipeline. Maybe okay. the leads in your pipeline are all like right there. And, you know, month 13, you get five deals. Yeah, I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense, but like, um, that, that would be my advice. I was like five okay. pieces of advice. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. No, yeah. no, it's all, all good stuff. All good stuff. So Alec, man, before we go, how can we reach you? How can we find you? What's your, you know, social handles? So people in South Florida, Florida, wherever can reach out to you if they have any questions. Yeah. So it's just my first name, underscore last name. So it's my first name is Alec, A-L-E-C, and then underscore my last name, Shawl. So it's S-C-H-A-A-L. So Alec underscore S-C-H-A-A-L, Alec underscore Shawl. Um, Instagram, I post on TikTok, Facebook. I have a YouTube channel as well. So I post, you know, I post cold call videos. I also post advice videos and, you know, shorts, long forms, everything. Yeah, that's, you know, DM me and we can definitely connect. All right. Well, Alex, man, thank you so much for being on. I wanted to get your perspective from someone that's had success, but haven't been doing it for a long time. But yet you can speak to those people that are novice, that are new and that are coming along the way. So, Alex, I want to appreciate you. We love Equity Real Estate Family. want to appreciate you for providing this content, for providing this motivation for us to keep going and keep moving along our journey. So thank you so much. And I appreciate appreciate having me. All right, guys, that was Alex Shaw and very, very good information. Again, I wanted to bring him on to come from a newer uh, investor perspective that has found some success in doing some things. So I wanted to give you that encouragement. wanted to share with you that no matter where you are, as far as your business, just keep going. Three things, remember, consistency, focus, and create that budget. These are the three main things I want you to get from out of this podcast is you got to be consistent. You have to be focused and you have to have a budget. As long as you do those three things, I guarantee you that you will have a level of success that you wouldn't imagine just a year ago. So be consistent, be focused, create that budget. And this is something that I can definitely help you with. Me and my partner, Mike, have over 20 years combined experience in real estate. We have closed hundreds of transactions, made millions of dollars in doing this, and we want to take the time to help you. So go to azdfc.com. That's azdfc.com. And we can definitely help you. You know, we help you with contracts, your marketing, how to set up your CRM, how to have these conversations and negotiate with sellers, how to analyze deals, how to estimate the repair costs. We help you along the journey. So we have a 10-week online course and we meet weekly every Thursday during those 10 weeks, process and go over everything that you learned in that 10-week course. And then we also give you the opportunity to partner with us on deals. That way you won't make this one of the mistakes Alec made was losing $40,000 because you had a deal and you fumbled it because you didn't know exactly what to do. Well, that's where we step in. We help you get that deal from the initial conversation all the way to close. And even if the deal is right, we can look at it. We'll even be your end buyer on a deal. No matter where you are in the country, 
We're looking to buy properties. We're looking to expand our business. So come on, work with us. Be a member of the Deal Finders Club. We would love to have you. Again, that's azdfc.com, azdfc.com, and come on, be a family member. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items, and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash mrcsmaloney, Twitter at mrcsmaloney, and of course, IG at mrcsmaloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.